Shalom to all. Today's daf is by Daf Test. We are starting six lines from the top of the third word on the line. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sar, Basib Yaakov, Meisha, Her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantef, Bram Asher Anchol, His Nisham Shadav and Aliyah. And we had said yesterday that the reason why a person is not allowed to get married on Chalamayit is because Ein Marvin Simcha and Simcha we're not allowed to mix one Simcha and another one together. So the Gemara asks, with Ein Marvin Simcha and Simcha and and how do we know that you're not supposed to mix two Simchas? The answer is the The pasuk says, Shloim at that time made the Chag, he made the festival, he made the celebration. This is talking about at the end of the building of the base of Mikdash, he made a Chanukah Sabayas, a celebration for building the base of Mikdash, so he made a celebration. All of Israel was with him, Kahal Gadol, a great congregation, Malavai Hamas, Anachem Mitzrayim. They went from the Hamas all the way to Anachem Mitzrayim. Lefnei Hashem, like this was in front of Hashem. Shivas Yamim, it was seven days. Veshivas Yamim, another seven days. Arbasar Yamim, was a total of 14 days. There was first a seven day celebration of Chanukah Sabayas, and then it was actually seven days of Sukkot, so that's a total of 14 days of celebration. So now brings a riot from Isid Marvin Simcha Simcha, if you're allowed to mix two Simchas together, so he should have waited until Sukkot. And then he would have had the seven days of Sukkot be for Sukkot and for the Chanukah Sabayas. And from the fact that he didn't wait, it must be that you're not allowed to mix two Simchas together. The Gemara says, that's not a riot. Perhaps you're not allowed to wait for two Simchas to be together. But if they happen to have landed together on the same date of Dinan, so then you are allowed to make two Simchas together. And he should have left over a little bit of the Binyan based on Mekdash, and then he would have completed it right before Sukkot, and then he would have been able to have these two Simchas together. So the Gemara says, no, Shira Binyan based on Mekdash, we can't leave over the Binyan based on Mekdash. It's not respectful. We're in the middle of building the base of and then we're going to stop and not finish building it. So we had to finish it as soon as possible. The Gemara suggests he could have left over the Amma of the Raven Chaser. The width of the top of the wall of the base of Mikdash was an Amma wide, and they used to put really sharp spikes over there to chase ravens away so they don't sit on the top of the base of Mikdash and they make it dirty with their droppings. So he could have left that over because it's not an essential part of building the base of Mikdash. So the Gemara answers no. That actually is an essential part of the base of Mikdash, and therefore he couldn't have left it over. He wouldn't have arrived from here that Amarvin Simcha Simcha. So the Gemara says, from the fact we have an extra pasuk, mechti let's see, ksevar basar yom. The pasuk ends off by saying there was fourteen days of celebration. Shivas yom, shivas yom alamali. Why is it the pasuk has to specify it was seven days and seven days? Shema mino. We learn from here. Hani luchod v'hani luchod that they had two clear, distinct celebrations. And Amar Parnachamar Biyechanan. I saw Shana that year of the inauguration of the base of Mikdash. Loy asu Yisrael Shem Kippurim Klaishol didn't keep Yom Kippur because it was in the middle of celebration of the inauguration of the base of Mikdash. But Yudayganin, they were very worried. V'ayim and they said Shem and Ischavu Sanaim Shal Yisrael Kliya. Perhaps the enemies of Klaishol, euphemism to themselves. Perhaps they should be destroyed because they didn't keep Yom Kippur and they ate and drank on Yom Kippur. But Yotza Baskal, Baskal came out for Amr Lahem and told them, Kul Maba. All of you are invited, you're all prepared for Chayel Maba. Meaning, no worries, you didn't do anything wrong. So I think Maris, my darsh, what exactly did they darsh and they decided they didn't have to keep Yom Kippur that year? Amr, they said, Kavu we have a Kavu Chaymer. Mishkan, just like by the inauguration of the Mishkan, the Kedusha of the Mishkan isn't forever. We know that when Klai Yisrael went from the Midbar in Teretz Yisrael, there was a certain amount of time that the Mishkan wasn't set up and they actually were allowed to bring Karbonus even though they didn't have the Mishkan. So we see the Kedush and the Mishkan wasn't forever. The Karbon Yachid Deicha Shabbos and the Karbonus of Yachid were Deicha Shabbos by the inauguration of the Mishkan. We know that Nesim brought Karbonus by the inauguration of the Mishkan and they brought them on Shabbos and that was a Karbon of a Yachid. And Isra Skila, we know that the Avaidas that were done on Shabbos to bring Karbonus, technically that's an Isra Skila. Whereas Mikdash, when we're talking about the base of Mikdash, the Kedushas Kedushas Eilam, its Kedusha is forever. We know even after the destruction of the base of Mikdash, we're now allowed to bring Karbonus on our own private Bamais, on our own private Mizbechais. And also the Karbon Sibor, all the Karbonus that were brought during the inauguration of the base of Mikdash were carbon seabird. They were for everyone. And they were being brought in Yom Kippur, which technically, if a person does Melacha on Yom Kippur, they would only get Karis, which is less than Skila of doing Melacha on Shabbos. Like Kal Shekin, for sure they should be allowed to bring those Karbanas by the inauguration of the Beis HaMikdash. So the Gemara asks, El Amai HaYudayigin, so why is it they were worried? If they had a great Kavachimer, why should they be worried that they shouldn't have brought them? So we answer, Hasim Tzarek over there by the inauguration of the Mishkan, the Karbanas that were being brought by the Nesim, they were for Hashem. But Hacha Tzarek over here, the Karbanas that were being brought were for people, meaning they were eating and drinking. 
drinking, they were enjoying the carbonos that they were bringing, so therefore perhaps they shouldn't have brought them. So Gemara says, okay, if that's really true, they should have brought the carbonos on Yom Kippur, but they shouldn't have eaten them or drank from all the different wines and everything they were drinking. So Gemara answers, there's no real simcha without eating and drinking, and that's why they ate and they drank even on Yom Kippur. But they're still a little bit nervous, and they weren't comforted until this baskal came out and said that they shouldn't worry. And now we just ask, and how do we know that the inauguration of the Mishkan was Daicha Shabbos? Even if you want to say me from the fact that Pasuk says, the first day and the seventh day, perhaps that means it was the seventh day of bringing Karbonus, meaning there was a break in the middle of bringing Karbonus because that was Shabbos, and they brought Karbonus after Shabbos, so we're talking about the seventh day of bringing Karbonus. So Amr Nachman Yitzchaki answers, Amr Khan, the Pasuk tells us about Chanukah Mishkan, it was the eleventh day, just like a day is consecutive, it has no breaks in the middle of a day, so to these eleven days of Chanukah Mishkan, Kulan Rutsufin, they were all in a row and there was no breaks in between that they didn't have Chanukah Mishkan. Ask the Gemara of Adama Yam Haruim, perhaps what we mean over here by days is days that were fitting to bring Karbanas, excluding Shabbos. So we answer no. Ksiv Krachuin, we have another pasuk. It says, B'yayim Shnei Masar Yayim, was the twelfth day. Ma'yayim Kulei Ratzof, just like a day is consecutive, there's no breaks in the middle of a day. Afshnei Masar Yayim, Kulei Ratzofin, so too these twelve days, they were Ratzof, they were in a row, they were consecutive, there's no breaks in the middle. Ask the Gemara of Adama Hachanami Yayim Haruin, perhaps that pasuk also is referring to days that were fitting to bring Karbanas, excluding Shabbos. So answers the Gemara, Imkain, Trey Kroy Lamali, what would we need two psukim for? From the fact that we have two psukim saying the same thing, it must be that it was eleven days in a row, it was twelve days in a row, and we didn't take a break for Shabbos. And now we just answer, How do we know that the inauguration of the Pesach Mikdash is Dachim Kippur? If you want to say, from the fact that the Pasuk says our boss or Yom, it was 14 days, and we're going to say that 14 days means it was 14 consecutive days, and perhaps that means 14 days that are fitting to be able to bring Karbanas, excluding Yom Kippur and excluding Shabbos. So we answer, Gamar, Yom Yom Yom, we learn Yom Yom from there, just like the Yom of the Mishkan is talking about days that were consecutive, so too Yom of the Mikdash is talking about days that were consecutive. And now going back to the story of the inauguration of the Pesach Mikdash, we had said, Baskal, Baskal came out of Armelhem and told them, All of you are welcome, you're all prepared for Chayal Maba. How do we know that they actually were forgiven? On the eighth day, he sent out the nation and they blessed the king and they went back to their tents. They were happy and they were a good heart. Because of all the good that Hashem did to David, his servant, and to Israel, his nation. So now we're going to understand what this Pasuk means. It says they went back to their tents. They went back to their tents, they found that their wives were pure and they were able to be with their wives. Smechim, what does that mean that they were happy? They were able to delight when the Zivashchina. They were of good heart. Because every single person's wife, she became pregnant with a male child. What does it mean for all the good? Because the Baskal came out and told them, All of you are prepared to come to Elam And now the last part of the Pasuk said, We understand there's good for the nation because the sin of eating on Yom Kippur that was forgiven for them, meaning they weren't held accountable for eating on Yom Kippur. Why are we talking about David over here? What does David have to do with anything? Why is David being forgiven? So Amrav Yudam Ravi explains, At the time the Shlem Melch wanted to bring the Aaron into the base of Mikdash, into the Kesh Kedashim, Davkush Arm The doors, they closed and they didn't allow Shlem Melch in. Amr Shlem Esim Abarunanas, Shlem Melch Davin 24 songs to Hashem, and he wasn't answered. Pasach Amr, so he opened up and he started saying, and he wasn't answered. But then Kimon Shamar, once he said the Pasach, Hashem Kim, Al do not turn away the face of your anointed one. Remember the kindness of David, your servant. So then, right away, he was answered. And at that time, the faces of the enemies of David became blackened like the bottom of a pot. And everyone knew that Hashem had forgiven David Amelch for the sin that he did with Bathsheba. So that's why we're mentioning David in this Pasach, that David Amelch was forgiven as well at this time. Now, once we had this Pasach talking about the inauguration of Beis we're going to learn something else from it. 
Rabbi Yonasan ben Amsai, Rabbi Yehudim ben Gerim, Tanu Pashas Darm, Be'er B'Shem Ba'echai. They were learning Pashas Darm in the base measure of Shem Ba'echai, and then Ifter Minei Bu'urta, in the evening they took a leave of Shem Ba'echai. Let's suffer in the morning, Hadar will come Ifter Minei, they came back again in the morning and they took a leave from him again. So Amr Lahurab, Shem Ba'echai asked them, Vlavav Teresu Minei Bu'urta, didn't you already take a leave from me the previous evening? Amr Lahurab, they told him, Matein Rabbeinu, you taught us that Talmud Shinifter Miriabai, Vilan Ba'isair, if a Talmud took a leave of his Rabbi, but then he slept in that city, Tzarek Lifter Menu Pamacharas, he has to take leave from him again in the morning. Shinemar the Pasik says, Bayemashmini Shal Khasa'am, on the eighth day he sent out the nation of Varchasamelch and they blessed the king. And this talking about the twenty second day of Tishrei, Shlamelch sent everyone off to their houses. Ukse with another Pasik says, Ubiyam Asmushlashvi, it was the twenty third day of Tishrei, Shal Khazami sent out the nation. Why is it he sent them out again? He already sent them out the day prior. Al Mikan, we learned from here, Latamad and Ifim Rabbi, Atalmat taking leave of his Rebbe, Vilan by Sayyir, and he ended up sleeping in that city, Sarah Lifter and Menu Pamacharis, he has to take leave from him again. So Armalaila Rabri Rabshem Rechai told his son, Bene Adam Halalu, these men are Nashim Shalzurahim, they're very wise, discerning men. Zilga Behan del Rechucha, go to them and they're going to bless you. Azal, he went after them. Ashkinu de Karamu Krayadadi. He found they were in the middle of talking about two psukim, asking a steer or one pasuk on another. Save one pasuk says, Palace Magal Raglecha, weigh the course of your feet, Vachal Rechachi Yikainu, and all your ways will be established, implying that you always have to weigh one mitzvah versus another one, which is the more important one, and you should do the more important mitzvah. Oksev, then another pasuk says, Arachaim Pentifal, it's the way of your life, lest you weigh, meaning you shouldn't weigh it. Anything that comes to you, you should just do that mitzvah, even if it's smaller than another mitzvah that's coming your way. So it seems to be a stira. Are you supposed to weigh a mitzvah and choose the bigger one, or should you just do any mitzvah that comes your way? So they answered, like Kasha, there's no problem. Kind of a mitzvah she'ev shalas says hadei chem. Once talking about a mitzvah is able to be done by someone else, you and someone else approach two mitzvahs, so we have a big one and a small one. So you should try to chop around that big mitzvah. Whereas tesson based on top, kind of mitzvah she'ev shalas says hadei chem. Once talking about a mitzvah you're not able to do through someone else, and therefore you have to chop around the mitzvah even if it's small, but it's come your way, you have to do it. And other yasuv coming by lay, they were still sitting and they were asking a question. Ksiv one pasuk says yikarahim apninim. It's more precious than pearls. Talking about the Torah, and all your desires cannot compete with it. However, it seems to be that Hashem's desires, meaning other mitzvahs, could compete with Torah, and therefore, if you're learning Torah and then you have a mitzvah that comes your way, you should do that mitzvah and you don't have to learn Torah. Okay, but then another pasuk says, implying that all desires can't compare to it. That even desires of Hashem cannot compare to Torah, and you should always learn Torah, and you don't have to involve yourself in mitzvahs. So, what do you have to do when you're learning Torah? So, what do you do about mitzvahs while you're learning Torah? Do you do the mitzvah? Or do you not do the mitzvah? So they answered once again, If it's a mitzvah that could be done by someone else, then you should learn Tyra. If it's a mitzvah that can't be done by someone else, then you should do that mitzvah. So now they noticed that Roshim Rechai's son was standing there. Amrulay, they asked him, What are you doing over here? What would you like? Amrulay said, My father told me, Go to them so they could bless you. Amrulay, they told him, Ah, you want a blessing? You should plant and you shouldn't harvest. You should take in and not bring out. You should bring out and not bring in. He understood that to mean that he should buy a lot of merchandise and not be able to sell it, and that he's going to pay money for merchandise and not actually ever receive it. Lechav Besach, your house should be destroyed. Vleisav Shpizach, and your inn, your hotel should be settled. Levalu Psyrech, your table should be a big mess. Vleisachsi Shasachato, and you shouldn't see the new year. Now it seems to be that what they told him wasn't exactly very nice. And Kiyosel Gabiavu, when he got to his father, Amar so he told him, let me buy a Devruche Lebrechon. Not only did they not bless me, Avul Tzuritz Uran, they actually pained me very much. So Amar he said, My Amar what do they tell you? He said, Hachi Vahachi Amar this is what they said. Amrulay said, Ah, Hanach, Kula, Berchasanenu, those are all blessings. Tizvalai Sechzad, you should plant and not harvest. That means, Toilet Banim Vlay Musu, they're going to have children and they're not going to die. Ta'al Vlay Tepik, what does that mean? You're going to take in and not let out. As long as you do with business, it means, Ta'al Kalasa, you're going to take in a daughter in law, Vlay Musu Banach, and your son is not going to die. The Lipkun, then now your daughter in law is going to have to leave. Tepik Vlay Ta'al, what does that mean? That you're going to let out and you're not going to take in. Toilet Banasa, you're going to have a daughter, then you're going to marry her off, Vlay Musu Guvrahu, and their husbands are not going to die, Vilahadru Levasaich, and then they're going to have to come back to you. So you're going to let them out. 
they're going to get married and they're not going to have to come back to you because their husbands are going to still stay alive. What does that mean? That your house is going to be destroyed and your inn should be settled. This world is considered like an inn. It's temporary. And the next world is considered a house, which is permanent. The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, In their imagination, their houses are forever. Don't read it as rather talking about their graves, meaning they're blessing you that your grave should be destroyed and that you shouldn't go to your grave quickly and that you're in, meaning in this world, you should stay here for a very long time, that you'll live a very long life. They said that your table should be a mess. That means with many sons and daughters because little kids tend to ruin a table and make a big mess out of it. You shouldn't see the new year. What does that mean? That your wife shouldn't die. And you shouldn't have to marry another wife. A new year means you shouldn't have to see another Shanari Shaina. You had your Shanari Shaina ready. You should live with this wife forever and ever and she shouldn't die and you're never going to have to marry another wife. And a similar story with a similar type of bracha. Rav Shem ben Chalafta Ifter Minei de Rav. Rav Shem ben Chalafta was taking leave of Rav. Amr Leil Abre. Rav told his son, Zil Gabe Devar Chach, go to him and he'll give you a bracha. Amr Leil. So Rav Shem ben Chalafta's bracha to Rav's son was, Hey Rav, it should be Hashem's will. Deloise Vayish, Vayish Vayish. You shouldn't embarrass others and you shouldn't be embarrassed. Kiyosa Gabe Avu, when he came back to his father, Amr Leil, he told him, My Amr Leil, what did he tell you? Amr Leil said, Milan He told me something which is fairly standard, fairly regular, no really big chidushim. Don't embarrass others and you won't be embarrassed. Amr Leil, he told him, Barachach Berchas de Berchan Kutcher Brichol Yisrael. He actually gave you the bracha that Hashem gave Kla Yisrael, and he repeated it. The Pasuk says, You're going to eat and be satisfied, and then you're going to praise Hashem, and my nation should not be embarrassed forever, and then you're going to know that I'm in the midst of Yisrael, and the Pasuk continues, and my nation will not be embarrassed forever, and this double lashon of not being embarrassed means they will not embarrass or be embarrassed, so he actually gave you a great bracha. Now we said in the Mishnah, a woman's allowed to adorn herself on Cholamayid. This is the dormants of a woman, she's allowed to put on eye makeup, she's allowed to part her hair, and she's allowed to put blush on her face. Some say, she's allowed to take a knife, a razor, and put it by her lower face, which is talking about taking away hair from her lower extremities. And that's allowed to be done on Cholamayid. Now, the bits of the the wife of Rav Chizda, she was adorning herself, she was putting on makeup in front of her daughter-in-law. Rav Huna Bar was sitting in front of Rav Chizda, he was sitting and saying, this is only talking about a young girl, a young woman, she's allowed to put on makeup. But someone who's older, someone who already has a daughter-in-law that shows that she's older, she's not allowed to put on makeup because it doesn't really make so much of a difference to her. The younger women and girls are allowed to put on makeup on Cholamayid, that's because it's a big simcha to them. However, older women, it doesn't really make so much of a difference to them and they're not allowed to put on makeup on Cholamayid. So Amrlai, Rav Chizda told him, it's an expression of a shvuah, even your mother, even your mother's mother, if she's standing by her grave, she's so old, she's mamish about to die, she's still allowed to put on makeup on Cholamayid, the Amri Inshi, because people say, Bas Shitin Kabas Shiz, a 60 year old is like a 6 year old, Lakal Tavlarata, they run at the sound of bells. Just like a 6 year old runs when she hears bells, which is Hasana music, so to a 6 year old does the same thing. She's excited when there's Hasana music. And by that same token, a 6 year old or a really old woman, she's able to put on makeup as well, and that causes her simcha, so she's allowed to put on makeup on Cholamayid. Now, Rabbi Huda Aimer Lai Sasad, Rabbi Huda had said a woman's not allowed to do this sort of facial treatment on Cholamayid. And Tanya Rabbi Huda Aimer, Rabbi Huda says, Isha Lai Sasad, a woman is not allowed to do this facial treatment on Cholamayid, because the evil for her is painful, it's not Kashmak, and therefore she should not do an Cholamayid. And Umayyad Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda does agree, but Sid, if we're talking about Sid, it's some sort of plaster or lime, that she's able to peel it off in Cholamayid, she is able to do that in Cholamayid, even though it pains her now, she's going to be happy after some time, that's because her face is going to be smooth and nice, it's going to take away all the unwanted hair, and therefore she's going to enjoy it on Cholamayid. Right now it's painful, however, after some time, it's going to be Gashmak. Really hold that svara that even though something is painful now, since it's going to be good later on, it's okay to do that. But tonight we have a Mishnah, Rabbi Huda Imer, he says, Nifran mehem b'nei You're allowed to collect money for them because it's a pain for them. There's a halacha that one's not allowed to pay a debt owed to a non Jew on the day of that non Jew's yontif for his 
idol because that's going to cause him to praise his idol. But Rabbi Yehuda holds that one's allowed to collect money from the non-Jew because it's a cause of distress that he has to pay this fellow money. Whereas Amrulai the Chum told him, even though it's a cause of distress for the non-Jew right now that he has to part with his money, at the end of the day, he's going to be happy later on because he's happy that he paid up his debt. So we see that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold to this svara. So Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, he answers, leave aside the halachas of all the halachas of chalamayid is that you're pained right now and you're happy after some time. For example, cooking a chalamayid, it's not kishma cooking, you make a big mess, it's not so easy to make bread, you have to knead the dough and you get flour all over the place and your hands get sticky with dough, but after the bread is baked, it's kishmak. So we see that all the halachas of chalamayid and of yantef, it's a pain right now, it's hard right now, but after some time you're happy, so that's why halachas of chalamayid are different. Now Ravina Amr, he gives a different answer. A guy, when he has to pay money, he's always in distress. He's not happy that he ever had to part with that money. Even later on, he's upset. Even though he got rid of his debt, he's still upset that he had to pay money. So therefore, it's always going to be a cause of distress for the non-Jew. And similar halachas. Amr of Yehuda, he says, B'nai Yisrael Shagil or Pirkan V'lai Gil Shanim. B'nai Yisrael, Jewish girls that reached the stage and they didn't reach the age. Meaning, they're at this stage, they started growing hair. However, it's not the normal years. They started growing this hair a little bit earlier. And they don't want this hair. It's uncomfortable for them to have it. They're embarrassed. So Aeneas, if they're poor, Teflis Eisen Besid, so then they use this sort of treatment to get rid of it. Ashiras, if they're wealthier than Teflis Eisen Besilis, so then they remove this hair with fine flour mixture. Benais Malachim, if they're princesses, then Bishem and Hamar, they remove this unwanted hair with Shem and Hamar. Shenemar, the Pasuk says, Shishchadashim, Bishem and Hamar. Now, my Shem and Hamar, what exactly is Shem and Hamar? Rav Hunabarchi Amari says, Satakis. Rav Yirimbar Ami Amari says, Shem and Zayas Shalei Vyashlish. It's olive oil from owls that haven't grown a third. And Tanya, Rabbi Huda Amar, he tells us, on Pekinan, which is a certain type of oil, that's Shem and Zayas Shalei Vyashlish. It's olive oil from owls that haven't grown a third. Vlamasachin, I say, why is the people use that? Shemashir Saserum, Adanis Habash. So that's because it removes unwanted hair and it makes the flesh glow. And now, a story about this. Rav Bibi Havalei Brata, Rav Bibi had a daughter, Tafla Eva Aver. He put this mixture of sit on her limb by limb and it made her so beautiful. Shakal Bud Dalad Meazuzi, of all the prospective people that wanted to marry her, one of them paid 400 zuz to be able to marry her. She was so beautiful. And Havahu Nachibashivuse, there was a Gentile that lived in Rabibi's neighborhood, the Havale Brata. He had a daughter, Tafla Bachad Zimna. He covered her with this plaster with this sid all in one shot. Umesa, and she died because it's an incredibly painful treatment. And Amr, this Naju exclaimed, Katla Bibi Librati. Bibi killed my daughter because he tried to learn this from Rav Bibi and he didn't do it properly. And because of that, his daughter died. So he blamed Rav Bibi for killing his daughter. Now, Amr of Nachman, Rav Nachman commented on this. Rav Bibi, Shatsi Shekhar, Rav Bibi, he drinks beer in his house and therefore that causes a lot of hair growth. So his daughters need this treatment to get rid of all that hair. Anand, delicious in Shekhar, we don't drink beer. Our daughters do not need this treatment. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.